Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Jen. This week, we are talking to Tim Lagman from Sex Ed with Tim, which is an amazing podcast that you should all check out right after this one. (laughs) He's a sex educator. He's gay as fuck. Uh, He's also so funny. And all of those things are, yes, related to each other. It's true. Gay sex educator and hilarious. So, (laughs) yeah, we hope you enjoy this one. Tim, thank you so much for being here with Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck today. How are you doing? (laughs) 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 What a way to start your show. (laughs) It was the best. That's the Uh, best first line we've had ever. Yeah. (laughs) If this, for the people listening at home that don't watch YouTube, I'm actually like, oh, 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 oh. There, that's a little treat for you. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> oh, so oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Tim, could you could Sorry. you share with us all your pronouns and sexuality, please? <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. My name is Tim. My pronouns are come dump. Um, <laughs> No, like literally use any pronouns that you want. I really don't care. Um, my sexuality is a chaotic homosexual. Yes. So I will fuck anything with a pulse. Mm-hmm. That's like the first thing I look for in a man. A lot of people ask me that. They're like, what's the first thing you look for in a guy? And I'm like, well, first, are they breathing? Okay. And then that's literally the only thing off my checklist. And then we're good to go. So yeah. that is, that's your line. You're not going to ever be one of those guys working at a, a mortuary. Not to I turn mean, this dark. If, <laughs> like we can we can totally role play. I have role played like uh, necrophilia. That was super hot. I think I have hooked up with a mortician. I'm not really sure, but he said that he worked at a funeral home. Oh. So I'm not really sure what that meant. Are there other jobs at a funeral home? It's like coffin maintenance person, uh, <laughs> like usher, the reception for the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Accountant, yeah, accountant, accountant, right? <laughs> Interior decorator, yeah. Custodian. How boring of a job would that be if you work at a funeral home and you're the fucking accountant? Boo! Oh my, lots of money God. in caskets, you know. Hey, you know what? There's only two things in life that are constant: death and taxes. So <laughs> if you're going to capitalize on something, you might as well capitalize on death. All right, yeah, both. fuck mm-hmm. taxes, honestly. <laughs> Oh my god. Either way, we're all <laughs> fucked. Yeah. I'm oh. totally derailing your episode. I am so sorry. You're not. No, we're, we're into it. This is great. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Because we're totally not going to talk about sex ed and just all of my sexual mishaps then. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. It's okay. I have I have a I have a segue. Ready? Are you ready for it? It's a pretty good one. Ooh. Ooh. Sliding so, in slowly. <laughs> Tim, I would love to know about your journey from first learning about sex to role-playing necrophilia. Please tell us about your sex Holy shit. All right, let's try to compress my entire journey in like a two-minute sentence. Okay. Oh, wow, 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 wowee. Um, Okay, so 
People should know that I was born and raised in conservative Catholic Filipino family. So my sex ed was super repressed. It was very like sex should be between men and women and you know the whole spiel i'm not gonna get mm-hmm, into it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the first Classic. time i've ever seen <laughs> right the first time i've ever actually seen genitals besides mine and on screen was an animated video on puberty when i was in the third grade third grade yeah that was like a very surprising thing considering i went to an all-boys catholic school mm. and my health teacher showed us like this cartoon Hanna Barbera Bugs Bunny style uh, cartoon of like kids going through puberty and like all the things. Like it showed us an erection. Mm. It showed us boobs like growing rapidly, like over time. <laughs> and then you know how it's like time lapse, like shoop, like a boob just like pops out. Like and now you have like a bimbofication kink. You never knew where that came from, but exactly. It's from that. Oh my god. Wow, that really is something I should bring up to my therapist. Um, Anyways, uh, (laughs) I once ran into my dad's porn, uh, as any little boy is wont to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. So that was a little bit of my childhood. Wait, 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 wait. Canada. What kind (laughs) of porn? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What kind of porn was this? Was it straight porn? Was it? It was straight, and it was vanilla porn. Was it like Playboy's? Like Playboy. No, it was a DVD. If people oh. can remember what a DVD is. Yeah. <laughs> Vintage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I saw that porn, that was when I started to notice that, ooh, my things between my legs are starting to jingle. And I started to rub mm. it to get it to go down because I'm like, this doesn't feel like normal. But also, it feels really good. So I'm just going to keep rubbing <laughs> until it hopefully goes down and then... I just splooged all over my dad's DVD, had to wipe it, <gasps> had to, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not want to make a mess. I think to this day, he still does not know I ever saw it. Sorry, dad, if you ever listen to this. Um, <laughs> Your dad is like a pretty, you know, com- like he listens a lot to this podcast. So, oh yeah, yeah. totally. You, know, you should, you should be my, worried about it. My conservative Catholic <laughs> father totally listens to sex ed podcasts for sure. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a little bit of a glimpse <laughs> of what it was like in my childhood. Okay, I feel like I have questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel I have questions. I'm processing your childhood right now. <laughs> That's exactly what my therapist said, which is why he costs $130 for the hour. Um, <laughs> yep. Okay. So, Jen's like, I need to join you in on a, that therapy, please. <laughs> Honestly. Your joint it, session. I should record all of my therapy sessions and just make it a podcast all on its own because it is a wild time. <laughs> um, so let me let me fast forward a little bit into my adulthood. Yeah. Yes. You can um, do that. So that's a little bit of my childhood, and then going into like my formative years and into my adulthood. When I was in high school, that's where I started noticing feelings for other guys, and I was like, "Hmm, I don't know if this feels right," because again, I'm being brought up in a Catholic environment, and of course, that caused a lot of repression and uh, all that stuff. You know the whole cliche, uh, but. Fast forwarding again into my adulthood when I was 21 and I dropped out of college is when I started my career as an escort. 
And I was escorting for four years, and that's basically where I have seen things that I never imagined. That's where I did everything wrong, which is really the basis of my sex education. Don't do what I did, because this is what's going to (laughs) happen. So I escorted for four years, and when I was trying to make my pay my way through college, and I finally graduated, I'm like, all right, I got to figure out what to do full-time. I was starting to fall out of love with escorting. I took a vacation in New York where I met up with one of my gals who then asked me at a Starbucks of all places. She's like, Tim, you're gay. What do you know about anal? And I'm like, um, (laughs) (laughs) that is and is not homophobic. So... You're like, that's an assumption, but you're not wrong. Uh, wrong. Exactly. <laughs> right. So she asked me all about how to do anal. And then what started out as a harmless little question, because she wanted to do anal with her boyfriend, started to become like a lecture. And that's where I started to fall in love with it. Right. I was falling in love with how to talk about sex, how to give pleasure-centered information. And I started doing research. Mm-hmm. How can I make a career out of this? And then I saw the title of sex counselor i'm like "Mm, sex therapist oh god no i can barely handle my own feelings so then sex educator was like the title for me then i got my certification i launched sex ed with tim and just a few weeks after i launched sex ed with tim i found myself at a funeral parlor fucking i guess the mortician (laughs) but whatever we had sex in the broom closet so there we go childhood all the way to (laughs) so the janitor probably i you know what? Ooh. He was wearing a black tie. Who knows? Maybe janitors are allowed to look nice for a funeral. Hey, mm. guess what? Something's going yeah. in the ground and something went in my ass. Something's going in places. Let's. <laughs> Things let's were celebrate. buried that day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Things are very much buried <laughs> six feet under, if I may add. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, do you do you feel like? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She's stuck. She's so stuck. So, <laughs> it was just like your little lean back, picking up your full ass wine glass, going, "All right, all right, <laughs> so okay, good. all right." What do you make of that, Jen? <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot happening here. It's a lot to take in. Do you, Not the first time I've said that, but yeah. <laughs> hey, do you feel like the sex education you got growing up was good, bad, helpful, not helpful? It, it seems like it was general. At least the, what you got in third grade was generally factual. Was it mixed with weird religious stuff? Right. Exactly. Because they did cover some pretty factual things. Like in this cartoon, I remember watching in a very cartoonish way a girl getting her period for the first time and a guy having Mm -hmm. an erection for the first time and then that was so strangely blended in with religious dogma Mm. and i was like they what they did there that looked kind of good and now you're telling us in religion class that's bad so it was very like Mm -hmm. "Mm, it's hard to navigate and it was a very confusing time yeah Also, because I went to an all-boys school, so I didn't know if what I was feeling for my classmates was natural or, like, Mm quote-unquote sinful, right? So, Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm. 
I'm confused, still am to this day. That's why I'm in therapy. Um, but yeah. <laughs> what was that process like of unlearning a lot of that religious dogma and accepting yourself as a queer person? Ooh. I ask partially because I'm totally not doing that. Yes, please <laughs> help <right now>. us. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, how I started to unpack was when I dropped out of the Catholic Church by the time I was 21 and the priest mm-hmm. was giving a sermon of all about like how abortion is murder. And I'm like, Nope, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I walked out of church. I told my parents, I cannot like, that's a dude that's talking about a woman's body. What the hell does he know anything? About? He's probably never seen a pussy. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a dude who's also like, presumably never had sex either like exactly like, could not be further from knowing anything about abortion and pregnancy. exactly mm-hmm. so it was really that moment in church that really like did it for me i'm like all right so mm-hmm. this is where i really don't feel like i belong i have stronger feelings inside of me rather than my catholic beliefs and then that's where i started to really get in touch with who i am as a gay man and i'm like all right so this is who I am. This is, I can't help but feel this way towards other men, towards, you know, the guys that I love. So this is just how people are going to have to accept me, mm-hmm. whether, I, whether or not I'm Catholic. So, you know, you can either love me for who I am or you can fuck right off. And yes. I mean, even, <laughs> even to this day, it's still a process of unpacking because coming out, of my shell and just coming out in general, it's not like a one-time big gay event. And then you get flowers and confetti and a light show like Lady Gaga. No, it's like, it's a constant process that you're going to have to do Mm -hmm. until the day you die. Right. And you said that your family is still conservative and religious. They are. How's that going? How's that that working? Um, No, no, they're fine. Um, Ever since I came out, (laughs) my family has been quite accepting and they've been more open to it. It did take some time Mm -hmm. because one time I remember reading the newspaper and there was this gay couple on the front page and it was like this headline in France about them uh, celebrating pride. And very audibly, I heard my mom go, ew! And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, ah, fuck. I guess it's not the right time to come out. Maybe there's a cockroach. (laughs) (laughs) Right? If the cockroach is right on the front page and that cockroach's name was Two Men Kissing because she said, ew, Two Men Kissing. Um... (laughs) Oh, I'm going to name my next pet that. Two men kissing. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, all right, maybe now's not the right time to come out to my Mm -hmm. parents. Uh, And then, you know, you kind of start to strategically plant the seeds of like, hey, you know, gay people aren't as bad as you think they are. (laughs) Um, Started listening to more queer stuff around the house, like Sam Smith. And who who else was queer? Um, oh yeah, I played fucking Freddie Mercury. Like, and then you we tried to incept to do- them. Exactly, I was right. trying to like plant the seed. You were like, let's watch House Hunters. Oh, a gay couple. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Or uh, Property Brothers, and it's like, oh, they're <laughs> handsome, right? Mm-hmm. Right, mom. <laughs> what if I just like married one of them? Yeah. <laughs> what to do? <laughs> But yeah, it, it was it was a very 
long process of getting them to like accept gay people to make them like okay i guess it's really not out of your control and um i forgot what we saw but there was one sitcom where the the main character was gay and he was like getting help from a friend's mom or something. i forget but the line in the sitcom was you only have one son and i was like mom dad you only got one son what do you think about that <laughs> hmm? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right right so that, <laughs> I, I think that's kind of what did it for them because it's like you're either gonna mm-hmm. love me for who i am or you're not gonna have me in your life anymore so yeah that's kind of like the ultimatum right it's like after Mm -hmm. two miscarriages i came along i'm like you you gotta you're stuck mm, with me this is what you got exactly leave it i'm a fucking mess (laughs) i am taking care of myself at the very least right so Thank you. Thank you so much for loving me, mom and dad. <laughs> Even though you're responsible for a lot of my childhood trauma, which I now have to unpack for $130 an hour, but thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, please, as a sex educator, here's here's another yeah. really sexy segue I'm going to bring in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming... Nope, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> What's a segue? Isn't that thing I can't, that I don't have a good, I, don't, I don't have a good segue. <laughs> I don't even know what you're trying to segue to. I can't I'm, I'm trying to segue <laughs> to... Tell us about your sex educator career. And what oh, yeah. what what does being a sex educator entail? Tell, tell us about that. Oh, God. What does it, it entail? Like... All right, to speak on the serious side of things, being a sex educator, it takes a lot of, like, oh, compassion. Um, (laughs) And I don't like being compassionate, but you kind of have to. Um, No, because, (laughs) like, the core idea of sex education is pleasure centered mm-hmm. right you want everybody to have the most amount of pleasure that they can have where everyone is having fun nobody's getting hurt we're all consenting to the same things and we all get to live happily ever after and in a post-coital nap and really that's kind of like the pillar of being a sex educator mm-hmm. is to meet people where they are and see where they're gonna be coming from and help be a guide to whatever goal it is that they want to you know reach whether Mm -hmm. it be oh i just want to go out and have more dates i just want to be able to reach an orgasm how do i buy my first toy what do i need to know and then you can use your experience and show them tell tell the people who are listening that this is what works for me. It might not necessarily work for you, but it's at least a good jumping off point because sex education is not this perfect blueprint of penis and vagina or doggy style missionary, whatever. It is a way for us to navigate our bedroom life, which then Mm -hmm. carries out into our everyday life, our quote unquote boardroom life. So really we just want, everyone to have a good time now another on the funnier side of things you kind of have to have a personality don't be a fucking tight wad <laughs> don't get your panties all in a knot be like me <laughs> where you're just loose i mean 
I'm tight. But um, <laughs> a tightwad sex educator. Yeah, can you believe there are actually like sex educators out there, or at least people who call themselves sex educators, and they're like so fucking puritanical and like just weird and gross. Um, <clears throat> Paltrow. <clears throat> um, sorry, I had something in my throat. Did she call herself um, a sex educator. Oh, did you? Ha- did you have some goop in your throat? Ew. <laughs> God, uh, just a little bit of goop. I'm gonna wash it down with some more caps off, <clears throat> and then um. I should. I guess I can like call this name out. I don't know if you girls have heard of this really ridiculous sex educator by the name of Kim Anami. Oh my god, mm-hmm. she was making the rounds uh, during the peak of Stop Asian Hate Movement earlier this year mm-hmm. because she was perpetuating this jade egg. It's like a jade egg that you put inside of your vagina so yeah. that you can reach a better I heard orgasm. About that. I thought Gwyneth was doing that. She did, but she was ordered a cease and desist. Uh, thank God, because it's false advertising. There's really no sexual benefits to a jade egg inside of your pussy. And then mm-hmm. Kim Anami did it, and the way she advertised the jade egg was by using yellow face. Hmm. That's <laughs> Yeah, so... Uh, You'll see it on her website. It's been taken down off all streaming sites because it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Uh, please don't watch it. Just watch it on my Instagram. You'll see it. Don't give her views. <laughs> yeah. So you know that really like racist song that says everybody wants kung fu fighting. She's like, uh, everybody wants a jade egg from China, and it's like, bitch, Whoa. you're so fucking stupid. <laughs> We've told you. Yeah, and she backs down on her, or she doubled, she doubled yeah. down, doubles she down. Can't stop, won't stop. Anyway, she, <laughs> yeah, on her racism, it's like if I eat spaghetti, is that culturally appropriating Italians? I'm like, that is literally not the same thing, you stupid fucking bitch. <laughs> we are telling you what it's all. <laughs> Anyways, basically, sex education comes down to a lot of compassion and a and a lot of like coming from a place of kindness. And protecting yourself and protecting your own energy before you can help other people. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it. Yeah. And then you just got to be really funny, like me. <laughs> like an airline that you need the ex- oxygen mask. Yeah. Right. Put <laughs> it on cool. yourself before you put it on your your bottom. Is that it? No, baby. No, <laughs> I've never had to. Do, I don't know. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know. Your sex educate sex education career kind of birthed your podcast, correct? It did, and that's probably the only good thing to come out of the entire pandemic. Maybe <laughs> the only good thing is my podcast. <laughs> uh, I will agree, only because Jen and I started ours in January 2020. <laughs> Ooh, love it! Yes, work. So for me, my podcast was birthed out of, I don't want to say boredom, but it was more of like before the pandemic, I was going to people's homes and doing like house calls and doing bachelorette parties because who doesn't want a collection of dildos to like stare at during a bachelorette? Yeah, Yeah, just really like word of mouth kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? It was word of mouth kind of stuff. And then the pandemic hit. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I really can't do these home visits anymore. So now I got to find a way to 
continue spreading the word of good and thorough and comprehensive sex education. And then I was like, why not? I don't even have like an online presence. So a podcast, maybe I love to hear myself talk. People have (laughs) said they love to hear me talk. I think I have a really sexy deep voice when I start to talk like this, but I'm never going to use that in my podcast ever. You do have a great voice. It is very calming. Even though you're talking about like necrophilia, it is very calming. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like back in my escorting days, I once had a guy who paid me uh, 500 bucks to just speak into a mic and turned up the bass on his stereo so that he can feel the vibration because he got off on that. I'm like, all right, fine. Hmm. Easiest 500 bucks. Because that was my rate, and I'm a very expensive escort. Wow. How do you find these people? Uh, So I had a pimp. How did your pimp find these people? (laughs) I don't know. I still don't know to this day. (laughs) She was... She's like, you like... You like deep, deep bass vibrations? You like deep bass vibrations? You like yeah, deep bass? Yeah, because I got a guy. I got um, a guy. So, <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy. Um, so, really, what happened was that Ashley, or at least that's what she called herself. I don't know if that was her real name. Ashley sent me a message on my phone, and she was like, I got a guy here who just wants to get off on the vibration and a voice and i know you got a really like calming and deep voice so i started talking like this and sent a sample of my voice recording to this gentleman Damn. and he's like when can he come when he come when can he come over now i'm like all right sweet so i <laughs> that's hot i started yeah i started reading fucking poetry because <laughs> i'm like i don't know what you nice. want Pablo Neruda, I guess, or <laughs> just something. I so I brought a poetry book. I brought not uh, fictional books. I even brought the fucking Bible in case that's what he got off of, because it was like the voice of God kind of thing, <laughs> and he would kind of get off on that. You shall not fornicate. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the seventh day, God commanded his bottom to come. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it was good. And it was good. And he was well. <laughs> um, so I just bought a, I brought a bunch of books with me because he was like, uh, just read anything, say anything. I'm like, all right, I guess I got to just bring water, take off my shirt and speak into a mic mm-hmm. for the next hour until he jacks off and comes. That's what we're doing Great. now. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Yeah, you are fully masturbating off screen, and it's totally fine. You don't even have to tip me. It's totally okay. It's my pleasure. Um, so anyways, uh, that's kind of what like clicked in my head when the pandemic mm-hmm. hit. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just start a podcast and call it Sex Head with Tim because this is who I am. I want everyone to know that. I am fucking funny. I know some stuff. I've been around the block. I've had a butt plug inside of me, as I've told you before. Um, So learn from my mistakes, and hopefully you end up in a better place than I could ever be in. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you've got your second season. When this comes out, we'll have just started. So can you tell us anything about season two of Sex Ed with Tim? 
Ooh, yes. So season two of Sex Ed with Tim launches in January, which is my birthday month. I'm an Aquarius. Thank you. And it's going to be a very, very wild ride. I have got a very famous drag queen coming on during Pride Month. I have a bunch of dominatrixes and kinksters. Dominatrixes. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you so much. I have never <laughs> known the plural of the dominatrix before. I only know that as a former computer science major in college. I know the plural of matrix. Is that what you call the, the franchise? The matrices franchise? Like, is that yeah. what it's called? Yes. The movies plural are the matrices, yes. The matrices, I love it. So um, I also have a urologist coming to talk about men's health because clearly men are the ones in most need of it. That's amazing. That's awesome. And he's like super hot. So it was really hard to interview him. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. Justin Hooman. I love you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's see, what else is there? I got a drag queen, dominatrices, urologist. (laughs) I have just a whole bunch of kinksters. I've got like... A tantric practitioner. I've got something which is all kind of like important to the queer community. Um, We're going to be talking about HIV, which is very important. And Mm -hmm. there's also, oh yeah, my favorite. We're going to talk about cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, from what perspective? uh, uh, From a therapist's perspective. Because mm. we want to dig a little deeper. Because, like, I feel like we as a society are so quick to dismiss cheaters as very evil people. And mm-hmm. while I am a victim of cheating, my last boyfriend cheated on me Ugh. three times. Ugh, gross. I hope he Damn. dies. He's got the worst case of bent dick. I truly don't know why I let that thing inside of me. Um, <laughs> now your butt is like totally bent it's just sideways yeah <laughs> permanently damaged me and my butthole and my heart <laughs> so <laughs> i invite my friend over who's a therapist to talk all about cheating and like how we can reframe and heal from infidelity so i feel like that's mm. going to be an interesting episode and i am releasing that during february the month of love <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> Oh, and one of my favorite episodes I recorded, I had a phone sex operator come on. So it's going to be sexy. Did they know they were on the podcast? Yes. Did you just call them up? (laughs) Yes. uh, Her name is Nikki from the uh, Dear Nikki podcast, where she reads a bunch of like fantasies and she has the most beautiful speaking voice I've ever heard. It's so sexy. Yeah. And I'm having like a sexologist on in a bit. So. Nice. It's going to be a very, very fun episode with bonus episodes sprinkled left and right. Yeah, I feel like I was going to ask what can people get out of listening to your podcast, but I feel like you answered it very, nothing. very Absolutely well. Absolutely nothing. They cannot get anything. It is trash. Lots of information and entertainment. If you are a raccoon and love trash, <laughs> this is it. If you're a maggot, Sex trash. if you're a maggot and you just love to dig around refuse and rotting, mm-hmm. disgusting you are born content. in the refuse. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally. You merged from the refuse like a phoenix. Like a from phoenix. The ashes. <laughs> I think you mean like a rat. So, so <laughs> Jen, unless unless you have any other questions, do you want to ask our final question 
In conclusion, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> so we, we ask all slash most of our guests this question. What do you wish was different about your sex education? Or I guess also because you're a sex educator, how do you think sex ed in general should be different? What could it be like? Oh, well, I wish that I had a sex educator like me to look up to. Not to be egotistical or narcissistic or anything, (laughs) but I wish that back then sex ed would focus more on pleasure and less about guilt. Right? Like, stop stop making me feel bad for feeling good. It feels good for a fucking reason. Mm -hmm. I I wish that it covered more uh, harm reduction strategies, such as uh, Mm. condom use, drug use, how to safely navigate the dating scene now that everyone's online, how to protect yourself, and how to, like, protect each other. And I wish Mm -hmm. that sex ed was entertaining because I don't want to fucking read from a goddamn textbook all the time. I mean, textbooks are great. I have, I have pirated a few. Thank you so much college and your expensive fucking fees. But I I wish that sex ed would cover a lot more than just penis and vagina and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, cover a diverse set of sexual orientations and sexualities and basically just, how to make yourself the priority because if you can't make yourself a priority how are you going to make someone else a priority how are you going to be able to help Mm -hmm. others if you can't help yourself to end on a sentimental note for all of your listeners if they (laughs) have had too much trash of me keep saying that word trash (laughs) i don't think it means what you think it means what does it mean Come dumpster really does care. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever you called yourself. <laughs> I keep calling you come dumpster. Sorry. Those are my pronouns. <laughs> come dump. I don't mind. That's okay. Listen, I have been called come dump, which is fine. I have been called the gaping hole, which is fine. Uh, I've been called loose, too tight, too out there. I've been called everything and anything under the sun. I really don't care at this point. Would you, would you say it's that the, the gaping hole is big enough? For all of us. Listen, if I was an actual hole, I'd be a manhole. <laughs> I feel like you already I'd be a manhole. Man every <laughs> construction worker just. <laughs> Listen, I hold the world record of being the tightest hole in the Greater Toronto area. Thank wow. you. Wow, I don't know how they measured that, but that's impressive. Yes. <laughs> By PSI. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> like when when you measure like when you measure air in your car tire. Yeah. yeah. How much air is escaping and how much is... <laughs> I'm telling you, it's airtight. That's beautiful. There's a pneumatic seal mm-hmm. on my butthole. That is beautiful. <laughs> I'm glad I have that image. Thank you. Tim, Tim, where where can where can our listeners find you and your your wonderfully tight butthole online? <laughs> not IRL. Thank you. Uh, I don't have an OnlyFans. Sorry, I don't have an OnlyFans. If you're gonna want to see my butthole, you'll have to search me up on Grinder if you can ever find it everywhere. Uh, but if you're too lazy to do that, it is sexedwithtim.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at sexedwithtim, and you can listen to my podcast, Sex Ed with Tim, on all streaming platforms. New episodes come out every other Thursday. Beautiful. Thank you, Thank you so <laughs> much gorgeous. for joining us. Thank you. 
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Uh, if you want to connect with us more at different places, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. You can also email us if you feel like at uh, hello at sexedshouldn'tsuck.com. Any questions, thoughts, comments, nudes? We'll accept your nudes. God, <laughs> that is a dangerous door to open. Okay, boob pics only. Boob yeah. pics only. Yeah. If your dick looks like a boob, actually, I want to see that. So yeah, please that's send okay. that to us. If your dick looks like a boob, <laughs> <laughs> also follow Tim. Tim is the coolest. Yeah, his podcast, Sex Ed with Tim, is also amazing and hilarious and really important and talks about so many important things that I wish we were also talking about. He's also got a Patreon, so if you have a few bucks to spare, go and throw them at him. He does exclusive episodes for his subscribers there because he apparently has way more time than I do. I, I don't know. He's got whatever 24 hours Beyonce has. I don't have that 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Patreon, you should also go check out our Patreon. There's all kinds of cool benefits you can get, like free stickers, shout outs. This could be your name here, Melanie. Just kidding. I'm, not- <laughs> I'm leaving that. Yeah, this could be your name and more. So head on over to our website. You can find our Patreon through our website at sexedshouldn'tsuck.com or you can just go to Patreon and look for Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. You will find us. Yep, we'll be there. If you want more free content, you can sign up for our <laughs> newsletter too. Yeah. Um, stay up to date with what is happening on the podcast and Sex Ed in the world. Yep, find that on Substack or through our website. What's the website again, Kaylee? Um, fuck, what is it called? It's something about sex. Something Pornhub.com, about... right? <laughs> shouldn't suck. What? Um, <laughs> sexedshouldn'tsuck.com is right, the website. Right, right. The name of our podcast. I that feel like sense. if you go to Pornhub, you'll get distracted and not go to our website. So forget we said that. <laughs> well, you can go there after if you want to. Yeah, but go there after. Yeah. Start with our website and our Patreon. And uh, maybe pay for the content on Pornhub that you're viewing. That's also an option. Mm, Yeah. And speaking of paying for content, another way that you guys can help us out is by checking out our merch. We have stickers and shirts and all kinds of cool stuff. And it's just getting started now, but we are going to be having even more stuff coming up in the future over the next few weeks and months. So please head to our website, sexedshouldn'tsuck.com and check that out. Which brings us to last but not least, Kent. Thank you so much for mastering our sound. You're Thanks, the best. Yeah. We appreciate you. Appreciate. <laughs> and join us next week where Jen and I talk about relationship education. Sex Ed's prudish cousin. I mean, I don't know. Maybe your relationships are pretty sexy. That's true. Mine are not. <laughs> None of my relationships have sex in them. Zero. <laughs> I've, I, this is a great way to get people excited for that <laughs> it's gonna be good though it's, it's gonna be interesting we're gonna talk about uh, why relationship education should be taught in school along with sex education so give yeah. give it an old listen tune in tune in in seven listen. days or if you're listening to this far in the future uh, you can listen to it right now so yeah just put it on repeat yeah and keep, okay. keep listening love you guys I love you
Right? I mean, Italian is the most underrepresented person of color ever. <laughs> I, uh, sure, sure. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. The whites do not know how to react. <laughs> It's so funny. I love it. It's so funny. I was like, I don't think uh, I can correct him. No, it's fine. It's funny. It's if I funny. laugh, you're allowed to laugh. 